Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 87 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. The podcast that we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever gonna break it down. Your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, we're here, guys. I'm excited for uh, this week's episode. I always love when I can have a fellow podcaster on the show, and in this case, podcasters. Uh, Today's guests are Ashley and Marcy of School and Life. And School and Life is a lifestyle brand that includes a weekly podcast about life, love, over occasional libations. And you know, we all love a good libation, spirited or (laughs) non-spirited. You know, we chat about deal breakers and relationships and dating, uh, you know, the, talking about bad hygiene. What are our expectations? What do we require? And yes, we talk about small penises because that's what we do on the Boonie Breakdown. It's a good, funny conversation. And I hope you stick around because I was really excited to have them on. You know, it, it, it's always great to... um have the people that you look at in your field and what you're doing who are like, damn, that's goals. But even more important for me are the people who are on that same level as you. I feel like the Ashley and Marcy over at School in Life, they've built an incredible brand. I love their branding. When you look at their stuff, you know it's them. And so it's great to have counterparts who you see trying to do the same thing and they're always super supportive of me and so it it was just a no-brainer to have them on so while you're listening to me ramble about their greatness go ahead in the purple app on spotify wherever click follow click subscribe that is how you help us small podcasters grow get reach tell a friend okay let's hop on over into uh boonie's pick of the week this week, my pick of the week is all of you guys, my amazing listeners. Uh, I did not plan this when I launched the podcast, but <laughs> February 20th, 2019, the Boonie Breakdown turns two years old. And I also would like to point out that on February 20th, 2019, Queen Rihanna, the love of my life, <laughs> turns 31 no I did not pick Rihanna's birthday as my launch date on purpose but I realized it last year when I was celebrating the anniversary that holy fuck just it just so happened to be that way so because we're turning two and I could not have gotten to this point without you guys listening without you guys sharing without you guys dming and commenting and sending emails and buying tickets to live show and getting merchandise and just being super supportive of everything I'm doing and trying to build. And I just wanted to say a big thank you. A kiss to you. If I could hug you all, I would as well. And to show my appreciation every day this week. So Monday, uh, February 18th, Tuesday, February 19th, Wednesday, February 20th, Thursday, February 21st, Friday, February 22nd, 2019. I will be having a giveaway on some form of social media. So I'm going to go ahead and do the social media plug now. And you can follow us on Instagram, The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Facebook, The Boonie Breakdown. On Twitter, just Boonie Breakdown. If you follow across all of those social media platforms, fuck it, even Pinterest. <laughs> Something might pop up on Pinterest, all right? Uh, but I will be giving away uh, either some Boonie Breakdown merch. You'll get some t-shirts, sweatshirts. I also have some great sponsors, the Clona Willie folks. Uh, I'll be giving away a Clona Willie kit. 
Um, the amazing partners over at the Magic Wand. They're giving me a Magic Wand, the brand new one. It has four different speeds, a tiltable, adjustable head. Shit is bomb, okay? Um, because <laughs> y'all know I love me a Magic Wand. So these are the things that I'll be giving away all this week. I'll also be giving away one of my ratchet boxes of love, okay? So head on over, follow us on all these social media because you never know what you can win and when you'll win it. So every day this week, it is my thank you to you for helping me turn two, and I appreciate it, okay? Let's hop into housekeeping. Uh, feedback from episode 86, you guys were... <laughs> that was my episode with Brian. Yes, 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 the eloquently ratchet Brian. And uh, we gave out some ratchet love and life advice, and someone, the, 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 the primary feedback... Because I don't even know why y'all really like Brian the way y'all do. I had two bunches of feedback. Some were like, oh, my God, I actually agree with Brian for a good portion of the whole show, <laughs> which is a first for many of you. OK, so I don't know what happened, what stars were aligned, what he has morphed into for 2019. But y'all were feeling it. And then the second batch of feedback was people wanted to know, was I really going to do a mold of brian's dick to raffle away i do have another clone of willie kit he said he was serious so stand by maybe that'll be one of the giveaways this week i'll have to see how fast i can get him to imprint his dick (laughs) but that might be one of the giveaways this week because he said he was serious so look y'all can hold him to it i will try my hardest to hold him to it as well also, many of you, uh, the beginning of the year, the end of last year, I put up a post about a savings club. I am so thrilled and just, you know, about 70 people, a little over 70 people signed up to be a part of Booney Saving Club. And we're saving a different amount each month. We set up separate savings accounts. I don't bug them often, but I send out one little touch point via email. Um, I posted in my Insta story because someone was saying how they made their deposit for February and I got a few more inquiries. So if you are interested in signing up for Boonies 2019 Savings Club, shoot me an email to the booniebreakdown at gmail.com. Make the subject Savings Club so I know what it's about. I'm going to need your email address and I can add you in and send you the details about the Savings Club, okay? Um, so yeah, I'm just really excited. Keep saving. Some of you are doubling how much you're saving. Some of you are making extra deposits. This is amazing. Keep building the habit and creating the habit of saving. I too am participating in the savings club. So it's just not me, uh, not practicing what I preach. Also, if you're looking for the perfect gift to give the Booney breakdown right now, I would ask that you go over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review. Hit those five stars. You guys tell me all the time in DM how much you love the show, how much you just think this is so great, and you tell your friends, but you know what really counts are those reviews. You can do it there. If you do not listen in the Purple app, you can head on over to our Facebook page at The Boonie Breakdown, facebook.com slash The Boonie Breakdown. You can write a review there as well, Okay. Um, I appreciate the reviews. I need to go actually look into the Google Podcast uh, platform to see if you can leave a review there. But a few of the other apps allow you to at least rate and review. I really appreciate it. It's a great way to formalize your feedback and support. So head on over to do that. And remember, Sheikah's hack. If you keep, you've been trying to submit five stars or leave a review, the reason why you cannot is because there is not a nickname set up for your iTunes 
Apple Podcast Universe profile. So you need to go into the settings of your phone, the settings in iTunes, create a nickname. And once you do that, you'll be able to hit submit. That is all I ask of you for my birthday, for the Boonie Breakdown. And also tell a friend, shoot a text message over to a friend and was like, hey, this is the podcast I think you should check out. Help me get some more eyeballs. Well, not eyeballs, but some more ears <laughs> on the podcast. All right. So uh, that is it for me. Happy birthday to the Boonie Breakdown. And again, thank you guys so much. So let's get ready to break it down. Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and I'm really excited about my guests for this episode. It's always awesome and amazing when I get to collaborate with my fellow girl podcasters. And so I'm excited to welcome uh, Ashley and Marcy of the School in Life podcast to the Boonie Breakdown. Hey, girls. Hey. Hey, Boonie. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, this, you know, the first time I found out about you guys' podcast was one day I was going in the Purple app, Apple Podcasts, and I was searching my podcast. You know how it recommends, Mm -hmm. like, podcasts similar to it. And I was like, huh. School in life. I never heard of this. And so then I list, I listened to all of the ones that it recommended based off of mine. That is so cool. And a few of them I was like, mm, <laughs> But immediately I was like, you know what? I could rock with this one. And so I think then we started following each other on Instagram. And there we go. The rest but is scary. Yeah, I really do love the work. I love the branding. Even down to when y'all have guests, the substitute teacher, I'd be like, they thought oh, that through. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, school uh, theme real hard. Sometimes it is more work than it's worth. We'd be like, so we gonna be we gonna do blackboard to do study plans. <laughs> like we like, be doing a lot with that, but we do try to be true to the branding. So thank you for recognizing. You know, I recognize all of the hard work that goes into doing a podcast, especially when you do a podcast independent, and so. Yeah, kudos. Y'all y'all really do it. Because even y'all do like extra credit. And I'd be like, damn, they, they do blog posts and newsletters. Like, I ain't got there yet <laughs> on a consistent basis. But yeah. But I think that that growth really um, grew out of like our listeners. Like they were asking for more. Like, you know, they wanted different ways to engage with the podcast. And what's true is that like not everyone's like a podcast fan. You know, some people got That's like... True issues like they can't listen to nothing for long you know so, like the blog just gave us a different avenue to like connect with our listeners plus we're both educators so it just makes sense that we would be like writing something um and you know like you know giving our listeners homework and stuff like that is just in theme um but we try to really be responsive to our listeners like we try to like respond to what they're asking for um and i think that that's worked for us Got it. And so I know it's a school and life podcast. It's life yes. and love and libations. So can you give people, uh, Marcy, maybe a little brief synopsis of your podcast for people who aren't familiar with it? And this is their first introduction. Absolutely. To so basically our podcast is just bringing our girlfriend conversations to a larger audience. We, Ashley and I both love to talk. We love to talk to our girlfriends and we just felt like we need to do this bigger. We need to do this for everybody because there are people who don't necessarily get to have those girlfriend conversations so just like the tagline says we talk about anything related to life anything related to love and we will occasionally have some libations i'm actually having a little libation this 
this evening as we're recording. Mm-hmm. Yes, come on, just gotta relax from the day. <laughs> so we just want to invite our girlfriends in and have this conversation and just talk about the things that are most relatable to us and build that community and build that connection with Black women. Awesome. And you both said you were educators. Do you both have PhDs? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I educated. And I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get this shout out done out of the way. They are my sister Greeks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't allow people to do that often here on the Boonie Breakdown. <laughs> Shout out to Alpha Kappa Alpha hey. <laughs> I'll let them get their little shine. I know my sister right now is listening and smiling. So, Aww, hey, sis. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to hop right into it because we have a finite amount of time, but... I was listening to your episode, um, and so by the time this comes out, it was a couple weeks ago in December, and it was about deal breakers. And mm. I was like, hmm. y'all had me thinking about things, and especially like your follow-up conversation on Twitter. And I think I retweeted you guys. I was like, I had never even thought about this. And one of the things was, would you date someone or live with someone who's never lived on their own yeah that was a really popular one people had lots of feelings and thoughts about that lots of feelings i mean people was talking about their cultural heritage and how we disrespected their cultural oh. heritage but but not like recognizing that like some cultures and families like the whole family lives together for like their entire lives and um and we always want to be really responsible right um about our content so you know like you know we love getting that kind of feedback but you know for me like it it is it is almost a deal breaker like it's something i'm so serious about just because i really believe in the principles of adulting like if you will like, <laughs> Like just that like foundational piece that like you need to have had an opportunity to live alone, to be alone, to sit alone with yourself, to be balls out on your couch. And if you, you know, ain't never did that, like, you know, I just don't want you to move from your mama house to mine, you know, fair enough some lived experience and you know it's so funny because I was scrolling on Facebook today and somebody said something like um they said, you know, Michelle left her apartment to go uh, lay on Barack's uh, mattress and his mattress was on the floor. Hashtag perspective. And I'm like, <laughs> are you trying to like read people here? Like what, like what perspective does this give? Like Michelle's a fool. Okay. All right. You're not going to talk <laughs> about mama Michelle. <laughs> Actually, that's where I drop the line. But she legit. <laughs> But she came on the booty breakdown and just called Michelle Obama. Oh, actually, <laughs> trying to get us assassinated. What is going? Uh, uh-uh, uh, stop. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is that's a big risk. <laughs> big risk. And it is a big risk because I think what you're trying to say too is like not all these people are Barack Obama, right? Yeah. And so Michelle did take a big gamble because at the time he was broke, a community activist. She did not know that this was going to parlay into what it became. So she did take I a I agree. Risk. But I think the part that I disagree with, and it's more so because like I've lived this, is that people can develop independence and they can develop those skills without necessarily living by themselves. So I don't necessarily think that everybody who maybe lived with their parents for a certain amount of time or hasn't lived on their own before moving in with you, that automatically means that they don't have the capacity to be an adult. Sometimes people are living with their parents. And aside from the cultural piece, maybe someone's parent is sick, or maybe someone is 
all is on the last leg of their life. And so they're living with their parents to help take care of them. Like there are lots of other factors that play a role in it. And I think that the more important part is how grown up are you? If you're a child, like if literally not like not figuratively, if you're like 30, but you're still a child living with your parents, then that's a different story. But if you're able and capable of taking care of yourself, but you're still living at home or you're still living with someone, I don't think it's as big a deal as we make it out to be. I think that's fair enough because I think too, like I have lived on my own, but it was a period of time where technically my mom was living with me. Right. And so it was due to her situation, you know, things that happened, her fiance had passed. And so she had to move in with me. Um, it was an abrupt lifestyle change, but that I did think about my own situation and having to care for a parent. Um, I would extend that same empathy and sympathy to someone in that same situation, but someone who's just being a slacker, just living on mama couch because they don't want to do better. Yeah. That's a no for me. That's different. (laughs) But I thought that was such a good one. And it had me thinking about like other non-negotiables and deal breakers, especially I know Marcy, you're married. Um, I'm dating. (laughs) Ashley, what what you doing? Out here. Out here. (laughs) you cuffed for cuffing season no no, I didn't make the deadline unfortunately um yep just you know I'm I would consider myself a free agent um not confident that I will get a contract this year um but I am doing a lot on social to act up my whole season of 2012 I believe I was a free agent and it was fun so that's a fun time (laughs) 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 but I was saying like One of my biggest, like, non-negotiable deal breakers is, like, bad hygiene. Mm. Yes, that absolutely should be one of your biggest (laughs) non-negotiables. But I'm, like, really shocked. Like, you, you see all of these absurd things that, like, float on Twitter or Instagram about, like, case in point that picture that was going around with the guy who served the spaghetti in the bucket. Uh-uh. See, no, I saw that and I was y'all know how I am about cloth napkins. Imagine <laughs> going to someone's home and they're serving me spaghetti out of the sherbet bucket. Imagine Wait, that. Not the Wait y'all, bucket. so I have not seen this picture. Please help me understand oh, no. what happened. So the guy invites the girl over for a first date and it wasn't the guy, his friend put it out there. Like my homeboy invited this girl over for a first date. He cooked for her and she refused to eat the food because when she walked to the table, it was literally a sherbet bucket (laughs) full of spaghetti and it was fried chicken wings on like the ad paper that you no. get the, the, the spam mail in your mailbox. That's what he had the chicken yeah. laid on. And it was another, it was like a a, 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 a plate of rolls. Maybe. I don't know what that was, but With Hawaiian no. rolls straight. No, that's, that's not real. <laughs> but the chicken was literally laying on like newspaper. So what I will say is the chicken did no. look fire. Like it looked like <laughs> no paper towels in the house. I y'all know how I feel about paper towels, but you can use a paper towel on fried chicken to drain the grease after you take it out the fryer. That's fine. I also like spaghetti. I'm team spaghetti. Ch- spaghetti and not chicken don't all. go together, so I don't understand why you was would- not at all. 
I even understand the spaghetti. But it, it's not okay that you would serve it out of a sherbet bucket. Also, who <laughs> Date. Why you got so much spaghetti? You it got was a lot of spaghetti. A lot of spaghetti, <laughs> and the spaghetti looked good too. It was like a nice noodle to sauce no. ratio with the meat. Um, so it was like a mm-hmm. nice wet spaghetti. But it was. See, this in is an why these bucket. guys like, get away with this legit. stuff. Then y'all start putting this little flour on top of it. Time I said the chicken look good, the spaghetti look good. No, I don't care what this food <laughs> looks like. That is unacceptable. How? Because literally. When you think about it, you can literally go to the, the do- dollar, dollar store. store and get a plate. But like, even if he had no other <laughs> plates, bowls, cutlery in his house, he literally could have went to the dollar store and purchased for $2. two plates. For you $2. could honestly, I would have preferred styrofoam plates that you can get like 60 for a dollar. <laughs> like, what did they eat with? Did they have utensils? I am so confused. You know what? Now that I saw the picture, I don't. I don't recall seeing that. I just. It was just like That's the spread okay. of food. I and just don't understand why you going to somebody's house on a first date to eat at their house either. Like that was also problematic. Okay, let's talk opinion. about that. You wouldn't go to someone's house on a first date. I mean, okay. So if I'm gonna go to somebody's house after, like, short after, short after meeting them, it's not for a date. Okay. Okay. Like it's not. We're not dating on a first like a first date means that you're taking me out like and I'm not like you know it can even be the cliche dinner in a movie but I'm not going to your house like what for what like I don't need to know where you live I don't need to be in your space like that like we need to be out in public especially if it's somebody that you just met if it's someone that maybe you've known if you all have been friends for a while you already have some kind of established relationship then maybe going over possibly but if it's somebody you just swipe is it right or left on on tinder which way do you swipe right? <laughs> okay, whichever way I'm you swipe to tender. match. If y'all just swiped and matched, you're not needing to go to nobody's house. You need to go out and be in public with someone first. No, I would agree with that. Like, I feel like, you know, if you're going to someone's house, then right. you know what the deal is. Um, <laughs> especially on the first, a first date, as I do air quotes. But... Yeah, that's just I'm I'm I will agree, Marcy. That's just unacceptable to even think that that is acceptable way to serve someone food. How? Whether it was a date or your cousin, like right. you put that shit on newspaper. <laughs> like, that's not, I, I can't get over. That's not it. even appropriate really for family it. members. Like if I am your family or your friend, I still don't want to be eating out of a sherbet bowl and the ad paper <laughs> when I come to your house. Not okay. So we know what to get them for Christmas this year. I do. And I think, too, like, it goes to that same point where you're saying, like, how we make concessions. Like, we were sitting here like, oh, the chicken did look good. And I feel like if this is the standard in which guys are presenting that is suitable for a first date, like, what what the fuck? Like, now I understand why people have all of these horror dating stories. Because I, I, I don't even think... I don't even think I would allow myself to get to know someone because you would know the type of raggedy ass person you're dealing with if you got (laughs) to know them before you went on a first like a date really right which is why I don't think you should do dinners as your first date I think Hmm. you should do lunch a little coffee situation so Hmm. it's not the pressure I've kind of stopped doing that in my dating like doing like a nighttime date as the first date What's I like that? that concept. Yeah, I mean, 
Sorry, go ahead, Marcy. I'm just curious, what's the difference between lunch and dinner? So I just feel like it's just a little, like, it takes the pressure off for some way because it's like, it's lunch. So I feel like also it's a little cheaper. If you don't like the guy, then you could just be like, look, let me go Dutch because. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. Yeah. <laughs> and you got out money. of pocket a lot of money, right? <laughs> I don't want to send any mixed signals that this was a romantic situation. Like, this was fun. It was nice to meet you. Yeah, I agree. I think that the, 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 what's great about like lunch um, dates or like coffee or like let's meet up for drinks is that, you know, for men, all the complaining they do about like, you know, women using them for meals and, you know, like, oh, it's so expensive to date women, you know, like that's a great threshold. Like if you if you broke or you don't got it, you know, meeting up at a wine bar and buying me two glasses of wine at Monsters is going to cost you $20. I mean, I'm ordering $9 glasses, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. so, you know, so so you got that at least, right? And so that's the kind of thing that is a lower threshold. I'm a big fan of brunch dates. Oh, like, hmm. Good, you know, Saturday at 11, you know, Sunday at 1. You know, a good brunch date, you know, it can be boozy or not, but it allows for like a lower threshold. If this don't work out, I'm out of here by 1.30 and I have the rest of the day ahead of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, this is wonderful. And so I really, like, I, I'm fine with that. And I think that, you know, a lot of the comments under that picture and that whole like conversation was all around like, oh, you know, it was a lot of women commenting. They were like, oh, at least he did something. Y'all women can't appreciate nothing. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, OK, so these 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 women don't count like in, in our race for equality. <laughs> <laughs> true is that I think that women are expected to like have the like no expectations of men. We're expected yeah. to just like, be out here like going with the flow. And what's true is that if if that's all you want, that's okay. Like you can make that determination for yourself, but don't be mad at me that I have high expectations. Well, based on what we're saying, the expectations aren't even necessarily high. They're like just normal. Like if your bar is that you can serve me dinner in a sherbet bowl and add newspaper, there is not a higher, like high standards. Can I just have a normal standard? <laughs> Did you have a paper plate when we're eating dinner at your house? Yeah, I just, I do feel like it's going to take all of the women who are in the dating pool to, like, stand back up and raise the the standards that are out there that men can meet in this dating scene. Because I do feel like some women have reached the level of desperation and sadness and fear that they're going to be alone forever, that they're just accepting anything. And I had to tell someone I know personally, like, ma'am, no, that that was not good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, you deserve a little bit more. Or in that case, a whole lot more. And so I just feel like once they find one woman who accepts that bullshit, then it's like everyone else's standards are too high because this one woman accepted chicken on newspaper. That, is, that blows my mind that there would ever be anyone that would accept that. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on it. I cannot believe it. Like, I just, I don't understand how we've fallen so far away from just like human decency. So we started off this conversation talking about hygiene. And I always thought you were talking about somebody that don't brush their teeth or something like that. But seriously, that was the first thing that came to my mind. That's just like out of my face. Girl, listen, exactly. But even to think that you would invite someone into your home. So we're talking about like living alone and being able to be an adult. The idea that you would bring someone into your home that you're trying hopefully to impress and 
want to date and make a life with, that you have the audacity to not even be considered enough to try to impress her. Like you didn't even do anything to go above and beyond to say, hey, this is your first impression of me. And so I think that it's unfortunate that we don't care anymore. Like the fact that he did not care enough to say, I'm going to go to the dollar store. I know I'm on the struggle bus, but I'm going to go grab a plate from the (laughs) dollar store. That just shows how considerate this person even is. It's just, it blows my mind that people would even be able to do that. I, I don't even know how I would react to some type of situation like that. Like I know, I think my worst date ever and it wasn't even that the it was a bad date. Like he picked a awesome place. We did like the pre drinks before dinner. Went to dinner, but while we're at dinner, we're like doing the little get to know you. Like, oh, do you have kids? Blah blah blah. You know all this stuff. And so I asked him, like, do you have kids? And he was like, Yeah, I have kids, but you don't got to worry about that. Okay. And, <laughs> and he like keeps cutting his chicken, and I was like, Oh, well, you know, what do you mean? He was like. Oh, I'm not all that involved, you know, so you ain't got to worry about it. And, <laughs> and again, I was just like, who's one who says that, let alone who does that? And as someone who grew up without her father in her yeah. life, I'm looking at you like you're sitting here bragging about this. Like, oh, girl, I'm still eligible because you don't got to worry about them damn kids. Yeah. Like, why would you like, why right. would you bring that up on a first date? Like, <laughs> Even if that's the truth, like, how is it not conscious to you that's, that that's something that you should be hiding? Like, how is it not conscious to you that that's not okay? Like, he's trying to warn you, like, oh, girl, you don't got to worry about it. I'm a deadbeat. <laughs> like, that's literally what he said. It was hilarious. Like, I mean, like, it was just so laughable. Like, that's the kind of person you are? Man. Sheesh. And I I'm, I guess I'm also moving in a space, too, where it's like, I don't know how many more get to know you phases mm. I have left in me. Cause yeah, I, I've seen a lot of women say that. It's tiring. Like, oh, we do this this dance and I know this and I learn your favorite color and I do this and then I gotta do that again and again. And it's it's it's, it's a little it's a lot. I don't know my favorite part of dating. Really? <laughs> it's my favorite part of dating. Like I feel like like I'm hella interesting. And I feel like I'd like to date guys who are interesting. So like, that's the fun part when I get to like, know your fears and your interests and, you know, like, you know, how you sort of came to be who you are. Like, I'm fascinated by people. So I like, that's the best part. It's when, you know, it gets down the road and now you coming home complaining about your job, the same job you've been working for the last six years that you refuse to quit or boss up on that I'm like, oh, this is boring. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, <laughs> I think that's the part that's like, how many more times do I have to like hear a man complain about something that is well within his control? I like the part where it's like, yeah, so yeah, I'm fun. I'm interesting. I have hobbies. Like, that's the best part. You don't like that, like the 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 mundane. Once we in the thick of it, shit. Okay, <laughs> no, but that's why I'm single, booty. <laughs> single because I I feel like I have great compassion for people. I feel like I'm like you know really into people. Like I'm a fan of the human 
race or whatever, but I'm an incredibly like actionable person. Like I take charge, like I want to do something, I do it. And I think the, um, I was reflecting on this earlier today that I think, you know, how people say like being in a relationship is hard work. Um, Mm -hmm. not that I don't want to do the work, but I feel like if it's work, then we got to get it done. Like, let's go, let's go. And I feel like some, I guess there's something about relationships where you can't always rush it along. Like you can't, like it is work. Like some of the work is like patience and long suffering and like sitting. And those aren't my strengths. (laughs) Okay, Marcy, you're married. (laughs) So like, how do you, how do you balance that? I guess is what I'm, I'm going to get at. Like, like, cause it is two people mm-hmm. who are deciding we're going to do this together. And so how do you, when you're ready to, you know, go zero to 60, but yeah. your yeah. husband is like, girl, <laughs> Not I'm, I'm revving up. <laughs> so I think that the balance just comes in <laughs> finding a groove and a rhythm. One of the things that I, I really hate the sentiment that relations are, relationships are hard work because I wouldn't necessarily say that they're hard work, but you are constantly working. It's kind of like getting up and going to work every day. Like if you want to get a check, you're going to go to work and you're going to do the things that you need to do. And that's exactly what a relationship is. My relationship is a lot more fulfilling than going to work, but it's essentially the same concept that you put in you put in what you want to get out of it. And the thing about like the rushing or not having the patience to wait in relationships is that there really isn't an outcome necessarily. Like you're not necessarily running a race trying to get to the end. You're not going across a finish line. It's something that's happening every single day and every day is new and you have to try something new and you have to do something new. But there are days where we just like, man, we sitting on the couch today. We're not doing anything. <laughs> like, I want to go nowhere. I don't want to talk to anybody. We just <laughs> sit and we chill out. And those days are necessary to balance the busyness and the hecticness of our social lives and our schedule and just trying to fit everything in. Because everybody gets the same number of hours in a day. It just depends on how you use them. And when you're in a relationship, you have to spend time with your partner and you also have to make sure you have time for yourself. So I guess the balance is just in knowing that there is a rhythm and that you have to find what it is for you. But every day is not going to be exciting. Every day is not going to be like rainbows and sunshines and new fireworks or anything like that. Some days it really is just like we sitting down chilling. How was your day? How was my day? Let's drink this wine. Let's watch this movie. So it's it's just finding the joy and the contentment in that. Come on, pep talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're like right before I start recording this, like I have a note in my phone of questions that I'm like, oh, when I rem-, like, because I always come with these great questions that I want to ask Boo, but I forget. Yes. So I have a note in my phone and it's like 30 questions. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> so when the time is right, I'll be like, oh, wait a minute, let me pull out my let me pull out my note and I'll mm-hmm. ask. So. And what we do, something that's really fun. So we just celebrated our four-year anniversary. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I sat down, though, and I looked through, like, the same journal that I was talking about on that episode that you mentioned earlier. I was looking through it, and I had written down all these reasons why I love my husband. And one, like, literally, first of all, let's talk about how this was, like, three months into our relationship. I don't know, like, what, why I was so head over heels, but it's fine. Whatever. So I was sitting down looking. 
looking through it though and just like looking through some of the entries around that time and we really did like ask questions of each other like we would go to restaurants from time to time and just like go back and forth asking questions of each other just so that we could get to know each other so I really do think that like that sitting down and having those dialogues and those conversations are such a major (laughs) part of building a relationship so I love that you have that and I would definitely encourage you to ask those questions and keep asking them and ask them years down the line because the answers sometimes will change didn't think about keep asking mm-hmm. them. I'm like, oh, I got the answer. I'm right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to do follow. See, look at y'all. Y'all stay giving out homework. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so another non-negotiable or deal breaker for me is someone who's bad at sex. Mm. And it's probably not for the reasons that most people think. I was about to say, reasons? okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, because it's like bad. And I think most people can be taught like, but I think the reason why a lot of people are bad at sex is because they aren't good communicators. Uh Mm. And so I do think like most people just get in there and it's like, oh, if I rub a booty and I flick her nipple and I do this, like it'll work on every single person. And that's not true. But I think you have to listen to the person's body, listen to what they're fucking physically saying to you, read their body language. And so I feel like if you are bad at sex, it's because you're a bad communicator. Right. So your deal breaker really isn't that they're bad at sex, it's that they're a bad communicator. And if they're a bad communicator, that's going to show up in a whole bunch of other areas as well. Come so, on, PhD. You know, <laughs> but it's for real because like it's really like you're saying sex having good sex can typically be taught but the person has to be willing to learn and they have to be willing to communicate and not just base those experiences with you on what they've done in the past so if they're a horrible communicator it's going to show up in your finances it's going to show up in just him not texting you for five or six days after y'all have talked on Monday or Sunday and you haven't heard from him until then those things are going to show up in different areas and they're going to be problematic in other areas not just in your sex life yeah i mean i think that sex is so intimate right like it's so it's so intimate you're so close like you literally could not be closer and so um i think that you know the bad at sex thing not only is it a communication issue but it's also like um i like i really believe in the value of or like like I want to be with someone who really wants to please me and that that is paramount um, to like what's on their to-do list. And I want to have the same intensity about pleasing them. And so for me, like the bad at sex thing probably just means that you're selfish, right? Mm. It just means that you're, you're not intent on pleasing me and helping me reach my pleasure principle. Shout out to Janet. So I just feel like, you know, like I don't, I want to be with someone who um, is consumed by me. Oh, yes, um, consumed. And <laughs> I do, I do, and I and I want to be consumed by my partner. I want to be overwhelmed by them. And someone who's bad at sex doesn't have the capacity. Mar- Marcy talked to me about this capacity piece, and they won't have the capacity to hold me. They won't have the capacity capacity to um, fulfill me because they they can't pull, like they they can't hold me. They can't please me. They can't like help me reach my my optimal pleasure thing. And another thing I was sort of reflecting on recently is um, we had an episode um, last year called The Big O. And we talked about the um, importance and power of orgasms. And we were saying like more more orgasms 2018. I plan to carry that mantra right. into 2019. Yes. 
also was true is that like you know, a good partner will help you get where you're trying to go. Um, and a person that's bad at sex won't be concerned about it. And I think that, you know, Booney was probably true is that like you want someone who is going to please you. And like that would, if they aren't, that's probably means that they're bad at sex. Yeah. Spot on analysis. Cause yeah, I was thinking about it and I think it was a conversation that I was having with my therapist about like, when she was talking about like um all the different ways we communicate and that was like draw it was like the connecting of the dots for me with that sentiment of like you know people write people off for being bad with sex and i'm like oh my god they're terrible communicators they just yeah. can't communicate with their body and they don't care yep. what you're saying to them <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah would you guys or could you guys have you guys been in relationships with men with small penises <laughs> Sorry. You love that segue. <laughs> right. It's just like you're just going for it. <laughs> Silence. Um, so Marcy doesn't <laughs> want to go first. So. <laughs> so have I been in relationships with men with small penises? Yes. Um, they were intent on pleasing me and um, they we had positive, healthy um, enjoyable sex. I think I'm not a size queen. Um, you know, I, I'm really, like I said, I'm intent on how intently you care for me, um, physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, you know, all those kinds of things. So I can deal with that. Um, it's not preferred. Um, but I do, I can deal with it. It, 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 um, it is something that I'm, you know, it's when it comes to deal breakers, that's not one of them. Um, no, I have not been in relationships with guys with small penises. Um, I don't think that it would necessarily be a deal breaker for me. I'm not the type of person that like, not that I don't think sex is important, but it's also not like the most important thing to me either. So I think that it's something that I could work around, but I can't say that I've ever had the experience with it either. So this is just me coming from hypothetically speaking. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it, it's not a deal breaker at all for me either. And I think we, you know, a lot of people get caught up in that size queen shit. And um, sometimes you overlook like, a Can we talk guy. about the size queen stuff, though? Because I feel like I, uh, my bar may be a little low in terms of what the, like, I just, I've heard <laughs> stories that, like, seven inches is small and just like, right. Oh, so. <laughs> I got really confused because I just, I'm sorry, but seven inches, people don't understand like your vaginal canal is only so long. So you really don't need nine (laughs) inches of anything up in there. So I just, I just wanted to get another perspective about like what we're considering to be small versus big sizes. Because I also think the end, the, the flip side of that is some men who have, larger um penises aren't good at sex either because they rest on the fact that their dick is big exactly and they don't know what they're doing so they just go up in you and and do jackhammer and then they're done they're done yeah they're done (laughs) and And you're still enjoyable at all unsatisfied exactly and I think that maybe the guys who have quote unquote smaller penises feel like they have to compensate. So 
then they are more in tune and trying to put the motion in the ocean to make sure that you're satisfied. Yeah, I would agree with it. And so, first of all, I just want to just be in defense of the jackhammer. Ain't nothing wrong with the jackhammer. (laughs) It's a time and a place, a time and a place. Have a time and a place, uh, gentlemen. If you're listening, do not let Booney dissuade you from the jackhammer. <laughs> Number two, in terms of like, you know, if we're measuring it out, like the whole like seven inches is small. Like, girl, good night. Like, you lying. Um, I feel like I like five point two five is like kind of like where I draw the line. Like, that's men. Um, I currently don't have a maximum. Um, I'm you know not trying to tap out, but I don't have a maximum at this time. And, you know, I agree with you, Marcy. I think that men with smaller penises definitely overcompensate. But, you know, I've had some of my best orgasms from men who were trying to overcompensate because they're so intent on pleasing me and they know they probably can't do it with their penis. (laughs) (laughs) They are working, okay? They work. You see, relationships take work. They are working. They are working. What that mouth do? Hella. You know, I, and I'm fine with that. I believe in, you know, working with your assets. You know what I'm saying? I have really small titties. I got a cute face. I play up the face. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody got, you know, their stuff. So you just work around it. Um, but I think for me, 5.25 is kind of like where I draw the line. Why she say 0.25? Right. I know, I, do you actually have like a measuring tape that you pull out? Like, let me, 5.5, too much. Well, you know what you can do now because what was always my go-to, and I've said this before on the podcast, was a good Comcast remote. <laughs> yeah, Comcast remote. <laughs> the good Comcast, but now Comcast done went and changed the remotes on us, right? I was about to say the the gray ones because that's are those the ones we're talking about? Well, yeah, because I feel like that was a good. A good, me, me, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like it was a good measuring tool because you could know, like, okay. ooh, if it's all of it, ooh, my god, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> so now they've changed them to these little cute, dainty little black ones, and um, but the new new shit is the measure app on the iPhone. Yes. So <laughs> if you really need to know you're and you need to see if it's five point two five. <laughs> I meant she said 0.25 <laughs> I'm a very specific I'm a quantitative researcher listen I'm very specific with mine thank you <laughs> See? that is hilarious but that part about like the the intent to please and that being their primary focus get you a man that is intent on pleasing you and I swear your sex life will be just off the charts all the time yeah, I think, and I think that's the good, the, the key thing you said, like the intent of like, and I feel like, you know, we had a listener write in about, you know, the size of her man's penis or whatever. And um, she ultimately broke up with him. And I think the difference was he was being selfish in the sense that she was willing to, you know, that she didn't care about that shit, but she was like, he wasn't interested in doing other things or exploring other ways that they both can find pleasure yeah that's and i thought that was a valid reason for walking away again so it ain't the size of his penis that she broke up with him for it's his selfishness and his inability to think outside of himself to please her 
Because honestly, I feel like most men who do have small members, they know. And so no one needs to reinforce it and tell it. Like, they already know. <laughs> <laughs> I would bet money that some, and probably someone in their life has told them. <laughs> well, I'm sure. But, and so I do feel like you said, like, most of them, they're going to find some other way to bring the pleasure. And if they don't, they move the fuck on. Like, I don't, I don't know why we sitting here. Like, like our listener did, you know, we told her, girl, if he's not willing to try this, then. But I think she, <laughs> now, would y'all ever do this? Because I would not have taken it this step further. And she said this in like the, the follow-up email. She said that she brought a penis extender. Girl, no. What? 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 See, these newfangled gadgets. What is that? No, we are so intent on trying to help men. You and his mama. His mama should have bought him one of them. Like, (laughs) (laughs) give me my job to fix you, fix your flat. No, like let him fix that himself. Like that's if you're not into him, if if you can't work around it, and it's probably not the size of his penis. It's more the like it's more his you know connection to trying to please you and really focusing on you and you know helping you get where you're trying to go when it comes uh to orgasm or to being pleased i don't i feel like like if i brought it up and he was interested then i would sure i'll buy it as a gift but if i'm not just gonna show up with a penis center and be like put it on or i'm leaving like <laughs> but the bigger issue with that though is it don't matter how big his penis is if he still is selfish and is not gonna do what he needs to do to please you so he's just gonna have a long extended penis and you still ain't gonna be satisfied you still gonna be mad and you wasted your money on something stupid <laughs> and what's true is that how often is it really the the length? No, it's typically girth. 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 You got, you got a pistol in your back for what? <laughs> no, not a Chris Brown. Oh piercing. no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see me sitting on this floor cracking up. Um, no, it is the girth. And shout out to Vanessa of the Vagistine podcast because at our live show that's what she was she schooled one man um very succinctly because she like took the um she he didn't believe her and she was like all condoms pretty much are the same length like you could put someone's foot in a condom and it'll be like fine and so she was like it's about she was reason magnums are for girth they're not for length Ah. she is a sex health educator and this person did not believe her and she she opened a regular condom and it like stretched the entire length of her arm without popping i love it i love it (laughs) we gotta do so yeah she dispelled the myth right in front of their eyes so before we wrap up i do a little segment on the podcast called the breakdown and I say one word, and then you have to say the first oh. thing that comes to mind. So it could be a word, it could be a phrase, it could be a sound, it could be whatever. Oh, I'm terrible. This sounds are like it's going to be scary. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> so, why are people always afraid of this? because you don't know my mind girl someone else was like oh god i was like it's not scary um first one libations wine school and life girlfriends um oh so the first thing that popped into my mind is uh, tracy ellis ross okay (laughs) love honestly money 
I want more. Literally today, my Facebook post was, if I had $6 million, it would solve my most immediate problems. <laughs> Just the immediate ones. Just the immediate ones. Yes. Comfort zones. Get out of them. Mm, home. For me, my home is my comfort zone, and I'm always trying to figure out how I can get back to it. <laughs> Passion. Sex. Oh, you're nasty. Uh, <laughs> um, mental health and reducing the stigma in the Black community. Love it. Authenticity. Goals daily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say pride. Like, it's definitely... Um, it's something that I pride myself on, like being authentic and being really honest and really vulnerable. And the last one, ratchet. And responsible. With- hey! <laughs> I was about to say, that's me. <laughs> so thank you guys again for coming on the Boonie Breakdown. And before we go, can you each tell everyone where they can find you on social media across the interwebs if you have any events coming up uh, this month in february and um yeah everything well i'll start um so um you can follow school and life on social at at school and life pod that's at s-c-h-o-o-l-i-n life pod on facebook Twitter and Instagram. You can check out our website at schoolandlifepod.com. Um, we would love for you to go to our website, schoolandlifepod.com, to sign up for our newsletter that makes sure that you're in the know uh, of everything going on. Um, in February, um, I, we uh, we'll have just done two um, live events in January. So no live events planned in February, but we um, have plans um, in the works to do a live event in March in the Midwest. So look out for that and check out our website for more details. Um, and I'm excited to um, laugh along with your listeners, Booney. I laugh with you. So I'm excited to connect uh, them to School on Life. Awesome. Yeah, and outside of School and Life, you can find me all in the places that Ashley mentioned. But you can also find me on Instagram at B underscore self underscore ish. And the same thing on Twitter and the art of being selfish on Facebook. If you all want to check out some of the other work that I do around self-care and black women and mental health. Awesome. So I'm going to need you guys to do a show in the DMV. <laughs> yes, we're working on it. I know that's my goal for... um this year as well is to do some things outside of Baltimore and so I think Philly is going to be first up I love it well you know I'm not far so I'll be in attendance let me know if you want to do a collabo I'm I'm ready I'm on your on your docket I can't wait awesome so again thank you so much ladies for coming on and for all the listeners I will have links to all of the social media and the websites in the show notes on the website over at theboonybreakdown.com so be sure to follow go into all your podcast app whichever one's your favorite and you follow School in Life podcast as well recommended it's Booney approved thank you Booney thanks for having us yes we're thrilled to collaborate with other um, podcasters who we think are smart, funny, and um, who we admire. And you're definitely one of those people. Y'all, she funny in real life. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for having us. It was our pleasure. Okay, thanks again to Ashley and Marcy for coming on the podcast. 
Again, I'm telling you guys, School in Life Pod is definitely Booney approved. So please, please, please go follow them. Support the great work that they're doing. I promise you, you are going to love it. They really just go above and beyond in creating a platform for their listeners. And so if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to also listen and subscribe to previous episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or any app that you listen to your favorite podcasts on. Please don't forget to leave a review too. Do it for our birthday. We're turning two. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images and audiograms for nothing. Okay. Have a dope ass week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us over the past two years. Keep supporting us. Keep sharing. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratcheting you. Homaste. Until next time.